Hi, my name is Kim Ramona Ranalter, aka Kim Twiddle from Munich with my mix Krusty Red Noir from my series Twiddle Noir on Decisive Podcast Munich Exclusive with your host Roberto Q. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Decisive Podcast, Munich Exclusive. Your host here, Roberto Q. Ingram. And I'm here with my cool female guest today. Her name is Kim Ramona Renalta, a.k.a. Kim Twiddle. Kim, where did you get Kim Twiddle from? <laughs> uh, for real, I was searching for an artist's name, or DJ name, whatever pseudonym, and I... Um, I had some ideas, including Kim. I liked this idea. It was first was Kimagine. Kim what? Kimagine. Okay, Kimagine this. Or the second one, yeah, Kim Possible. But there is a comic with it, so I, I like to play with the Kim in it. But and then I searched in a in a Duden, a lexicon, yeah, yeah. and I just looked for words to getting inspired. I didn't know what I was really searching for. And then I came to, okay, what I'm doing. I'm like, how am I? I'm playful, a little bit, um, yeah, playful, colorful. Like you've always um, been since I met you. <laughs> like a lot of different facets. And so I, I looked about, about playing and stuff. And then I came to twiddle. And the meaning okay. of twiddle is, uh, yeah. Twiddling around with everything. Yeah, you know, you say twiddle your thumbs. Yeah, yeah, it's twiddle your thumbs. When it's boring, but it also means, um, I think later I heard that it's also in the DJing um, a word for yes. hip hop DJs, they are twiddling. <laughs> I don't have this kind of twiddling skills, but I have a lot of other twiddling skills, yeah. I think. Well, I, so met this, was Kim I met this creative young lady a while back, I guess it was 2004. Uh, she was at the time hairdressing and and dancing uh, I guess I met her I met Kim at uh, Cube events uh, ran by a friend of mine um, Alex Kuhl and uh, she was the wildest person on the dance floor with the hair colors about how many different colors did you have at this time I don't know <laughs> this times I uh, times I changed a lot so yeah. I, I think but in this time it remember? was I think it was green it was violet and tur turquoise yeah and a little bit of blonde in it and maybe yeah. yellow. Yeah. And with this wild, wild hair, she had some of the most creative moves ever. I mean, I could vouch for this because at the time I was coming from the dancing and she was really, very, really into it. So that's how we first met. And Kim, I'm glad that you are here today, finally. Yeah, I'm glad, yes. Um, since we've known each other, you've came a very long way. So let's get into it, all right? You're working a lot in performing arts. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, in a, as a theater maker, you're acting in productions, you're developing performances and concepts for uh, theatrical events. You obviously <laughs> are a multi-talented person, so 
<laughs> you're doing music videos, music productions, live acts. Um, yes. How long have you been doing such different jobs? And in general, what are the requirements for doing so many different things? I guess we can start off with the, with the um, performing arts. Okay, I really started the way very early, maybe not early enough for um, getting all this education. You know, I, I started with 13, 14, I, I, I getting interested in, um, in musicals. I played in school musicals. Ah, so was years. musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was very into it, but I, I was scared a lot to be on stage, so I, I started to make all the masks and stuff. You afraid to be on yes, stage? Yes, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, and then I started to play guitar a little bit. Was not like that my instrument. And I played um, drums one year. And I did jazz and musical school. Um, but then. What school? Uh, jazz and musical show dance. Mm -hmm school one year uh, yeah in munich in munich okay. can you give me the name for of this school yes it was studio ben okay. it's in theresienstrasse um yeah um, and then i had to handle uh, a lot of uh, like life uh, life stories i <laughs> i left home and um I kind of lost the, this this way. Yeah, of, I get it. The musical focus. Yeah, my right. self consciousness wasn't that high. I didn't have that support from. You didn't, you didn't have the support system from the family yeah, that you that you would was, have liked to have had. Yeah. yeah, I had in some points, but you know, it was it was in the middle of the puppetate. Yeah. I started, Puberty. and there everything is difficult. Maybe yeah, when course. you start earlier, you're then you're safer with. Exactly. But in, to start in this time and having difficult At times. Yeah. yeah, 13, 14. So for me, it was like I felt really not, I felt not good in the dancing school and everything. I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. And really challenging with myself. And so with all the hustle with school and not leaving at home and working, I started working very early, like with 16, and worked all my school times through. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I stopped it. I kind of for, forgot it, even that I had my, that my heart really uh, felt that I want to do that, and um, it came back. I, I remembered back when I was 24, like 10 years later. So at 13, you were interested in performing arts. What what type of performing arts were you at this at this age? What were, can you remember? Oh, it, yeah, it was in the school musicals. I was, I had a role and cats, and I was cats. dancing okay, and singing, and okay, <laughs> and I was doing all the makeups, uh, all these cats makes Typical. makeups. Yeah, and then <laughs> I and then I thought, oh, I should do, um, I should do Maskenbildner, makeup artist, right. because I I liked it a lot and I was very talented. Um, but in these times, you had to do hair cutter before you could do makeup artist. So I started. To, to make an Ausbildung um, education, education and, for, and, and haircutting. For hairdressing, haircutting. Yeah, yeah. At 13, what could you say was your favorite musical that inspired you to? Can you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was the song I was performing. It was Rumble Teaser and Mango Cherry. <laughs> the two bad guys. <laughs> yeah. So, 13 until what age then you started getting to theater making or 
yeah, I stopped at 14. <laughs> I started at 13, stopped at 14. 14. Okay, yeah. And then I didn't do something 10 years. Okay. Um, get all my stuff through. And then at 24, I was working as a haircutter in this very colorful, experimental store. Um, uh, what was this location again? Where was it? Um, it's it's Sigrodil. Right. Sigrodil, and it's at the Marineplatz. And it's, yeah, one of the freakiest stores in Munich. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't so. Free. It was kind of cool, though. Cool, it was kinda, yes. I mean, it was of course unusual, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say freaky, but yeah, I, I say it from the heart. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, uh, and from the haircutting and there, yeah, that's a kind of a funny story how I get into it again because. Um, yeah, oh, 20, beginning of the 20s, I was, uh, um, I was a lot in like techno locations. I've, I started working at the bar with 17, and so I came to Ultraschall also Ultraschall. because yeah, I always worked the in the nights. Yeah. And after working, I always went to Ultraschall, Natrash Temple, and uh, came into the techno music. Uh, and um, I met a guy, he was a d DJ, but not very active. He played a, a lot at home, but he was very mm, kind of skeptical and not, uh, he didn't like to play with other d DJs. So, and I met him, I, I thought he's a very interesting guy mm. and I had a, had a lot of um, talkings to him and he made um, some mixtapes for me, like eight or nine mixtapes and I, I was listening to them like nearly three years because they were such good compositions. He, he, mm. he told stories. Every tape was a different style and um, yeah, he spoke in own language. And then I recognized, wow, this is really art. <laughs> like he's a DJ, but he's doing it different than maybe other people. He's he's making, you know, all this, this yeah, stories mm. up like um, through music. Through music, yeah, and uh, so I felt like I want to do music again, but I didn't play an instrument, and I didn't know how to to get into the music, and so I thought I could be DJ, <laughs> and I bought my first record, and I borrowed some turntables from an ex-boyfriend. He didn't use it in the starting set. Belt drive, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like probably a belt. it was Gemini, <laughs> uh, whatever. You know, one always getting faster than <laughs> yeah, the other, yeah. and yeah, it started with like five records and it just played, just for just mixing. for me to getting more into the rhythm, to getting no music better, and then you were working in this um, hair cutting store. Uh, one day there came a guy, he wants a haircut and I, I rock keys, mm -hmm. like he was a punk, mm -hmm. he was a punk rock guy. And I told him, yeah, 10 years ago I played drums one year and he was like, really, I have a punk rock band, I need a drummer. <laughs> and then it, you could play drums. And I was like, oh, okay, I can't really play drums, but I can try. And then I, I started in a punk rock band. Oh, okay. And at the drums, but the this drum. only worked for the first time, the first rehearsal. I played very good, but the second rehearsal, <laughs> you could see that I can't play drums. <laughs> this was a disaster. <laughs> yes. And then uh, we were smoking and drinking and uh, one day I grabbed the microphone and I started to sing. And then everybody 
including me, said it could singing be better if I am singing. Yeah, and so I was into like DJing and and singing in a band. And then I started a few different band projects. Um, so for me, it always it's a journey, you know. From 24 on, I I looked in in different genres or different uh, types of art and grabbed me into everything. And um, I was searching a lot. Also, I first I thought. Really, I I would be a DJ, but then there came the bands, and I, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna be a singer. <laughs> and then I started to writing texts, and I was like, okay, I could be a singer-songwriter. <laughs> I started to 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 play guitar again for two years. I practiced a lot, but um, till now, guitar is not my not my thing. instrument. I don't okay. like it that mm. much to play it. And then with all the band projects, I recognized uh, it's it's difficult because always someone else says we do this music or this and I had the feeling is not it's not my expression or something makes sense yeah and then I I started to make music at the computer with reason first um, reason is a very yeah amazing program it has everything you need mm -hmm. reason huh okay reason yeah Yeah. That was the music. And this mm -hmm. was at 24. You were 24 that, that was 2006. Okay. Yeah, 2006. Mm -hmm. When did you when did you start getting into the, the to the video production? Oh, this came late. This came really yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. This was the with last the acting, years with the, with, the, with the acting, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's get on to the acting part. Yeah. Um, how did you fall into this profession? Mm -hmm. And how did you get on stage? What was the inspiration? Who saw something in you and just grabbed you and said, "Look, you're gonna you're gonna perform with us." When did you take this serious? When did you started start really pursuing this yeah. actress field? Actually, nobody <laughs> uh, but me. Okay. I um, yeah, like for four years. I was doing this music stuff, doing these projects, and um, I had um, like workshops for singing. I okay. had workshops for dancing. Okay. I had classes here and classes there. And I was like, one day, I I recognized since I was 15, my heart, I don't felt like I want every day to stand up, singing, dancing making music like every day daily regularly i don't and i always uh, kind of thought i can't do it because i'm too old i started too late i started ah, out to didactic okay. you know i'm not you know you don't feel like if you don't have this education all the stuff and you're starting late everything what you do the first second year so i'm not like this natural talent in one thing where everybody sees oh she's so good i had to work a lot to getting better in this stuff and my my strong my, my strongest side is the mix, mixture of these things to mix music with body act physical acting dancing and making the concept and all this uh, stuff together that's where i'm good at but first i thought always i had to decide Twiddle. to just 
do one to be one of these things. And that's so you so can learn the craft, learn the craft, learn the craft, learn yeah. the craft, and bring them together. Yeah, and this was a, this needed like I don't know, like six years of irritation of searching or something. And then uh, I recognized when I was 28, I recognized I want to do this all. I want to do it every day. But then I. I searched for a school or something, you know, acting school or the jazz school for music or I want to get more education. I wanted to push push it more forward and you, you can't spend so much money, you know, if you oh, yeah. to get all this education. Oh, yeah. And then I thought, okay, all this education possibilities I had in this age um, costs a lot, like 400, 500 euro mm -hmm. per month or uh, you can do it just you're 24 yeah. you know there's this age limit for all the, so that, the, that forced you that forced you also all to, the stuff to you you don't have to pay and it's from state or something you forward, yeah. i was too old okay. and then i was like no but i want to do it and i decided to make my own program my own school program to do some money by side like 300 euro to decide where i take singing lessons where i take dancing lessons so like how what i want to work But then I, I started capoeira. Capoeira. <laughs> yeah. Capoeira, just, yeah. Just for in interest. And there was a guy and he was like, oh, you have such talent in, in dancing. Dance. You have to work with it. And he told me about an institution in Munich. It's called IMAL, International Munich Art Lab. And it's a place where young people uh, between 17 and middle of 20 can get education in music theater okay and music theater includes everything everything like music um oh, dancing, good for you. acting and in this case even producing so i had the bad luck uh, the bad luck i had the good luck good luck the great luck i i went there um just for talking i thought they wouldn't take me because i'm too old maybe or okay. whatever uh -huh. and i go there and, and he said okay you can come every day and i was like what <laughs> i can come every day and so from 2009 to, to, to uh, 2011 i did this education wow um, so that was an incredible moment and i was you. everywhere i was there in the studios producing every the songs i was writing songs i was dancing i, I was on stage i was doing Costume and Bühnenbild. Um, so this was 2000, uh, 2010, maybe? Yes. Okay. Good. At 2011, yeah. we had our yeah. ending. Um, so the course was finished? Yes. Then. Okay. And there I, um, uh, I came to the acting. So before, I always danced a lot and I loved it, but I never had any contact with acting and I. Didn't, didn't thought I can do it or but in this in this way like acting in combination with music and dancing and yeah this music theater thing not musical in the classical way more experimental and more yeah. improvisation Mm -hmm. Improvisation? No, it, it wasn't improvisation at okay. all. You okay. write pieces with a clear dramaturgy okay. and you but you have a lot of different elements of the arts. Okay. You can also tell one story or one scene just with with the music and the dancing without talking maybe. So since 2011 you've been focusing a lot on the the acting. Yeah. 
and how many stage performances? Can, what, what, can you name some of your favorite? Maybe there's four or five that you could say that really helped you get better, helped you, be, you feel like you were more confident at, at, uh, at being an actress on stage? And um, it, uh, there, there were so much. Um, there must I kind be of at least a few that laugh. really yeah. what you can say. Yeah, I'm for so sure. proud this performance here. We did such a Yes, there there are of course. This is my acting style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there 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 are really a lot because for me, you know, with starting that late and not expecting anything at all and then come come uh, coming to this point to 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 do in everything I ever like kind of dreamed of and and also getting the possibility to to get the skills so for me I was always I, on fire and I all thankful for all the projects I did and so on stage I'm totally into it okay what about I'm gonna um, go back the to the one that I remember mm -hmm. seeing you at yeah an arts theater on the other side of town where was this when I came to visit when I came to see you for the first time this well, was, was on Dachauer Straße. Dachauer Straße, yeah. This was the performance after a few years working with uh, collectives or institutions. I started an own theater collective with, with a friend of mine, a great regisseur, Manuela Mantini. And we started um, a Turbowerk Muck, we called and we did this production, we did by our own completely, like all the press work, the, um, we, we wrote the piece, we, um, yeah, we did the re rehearsals, um, like it was a collective mm -hmm. work, mm -hmm. and we done, then we played it. Great and of course, this is a very a hard piece for me because it's completely like our own and we were like totally burned out after it because it was... <laughs> <laughs> much too much work, but it was a great piece. Can you name another one? One of my favorite pieces were, or the most impressive pieces for me at the point where, where I were, was Philoctet, and was the final exa exam of a great regisseur and a friend of mine. She's called Sapia Heller, and she's doing great works now too. <laughs> uh, and. Philoctet was an old, is an old Greek piece, see the piece, but this was the version of Heiner Müller. So Heiner Müller wrote again a theater piece uh, and his own version about Philoctet. But Philoctet is an, a story about um, the times of Odysseus, from a guy being on an island and having a leg not healing and stinking, and the. They throw him down from from a, uh, from a ship because he was stinking that much and he was crying all the time and the people could couldn't stand him, and so he lands on this island and he lived there nine years and just eating uh, birds and stuff. And then the gods came; they 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 needed him back for winning the war to Troia, and they came back and tried to to get him into it again but he, of course he was angry about all them because they left him on the island so this is the story and uh, uh, yeah it was a was a, a cool way to interpretate this piece uh, Zapia 
tattoos. We did a lot of like walking marches mm -hmm. to um, everybody dance now. <laughs> was you know the track? Oh, we yeah. did make a remix, yeah, right. like a 15 minute remix, and we started five persons just walking, 15 minutes It's on the stage, always oh, the boy. same stations, and getting uh, faster, faster and faster, faster, and the song getting faster and faster too, <laughs> until we. Like this, and so it was very performing. I like the stuff. Um, you're not just performing the people; the stuff performs you. Okay. You know, like okay. uh, if you're sweating on stage, like like real performance. You know, if you're sweating on stage and like really, you can't breathe and you feel it in your oh, whole yeah. body. You're crossing limits. Oh yeah. And the people have to feel with you. Okay. You know, I, I like this kind of okay. stuff, and not have to do it all the time. Uh -huh. And it's it's in a in the right moment. Uh, I like it a lot. And she chose this with music. I was on the on the stage as musician, actor. So I had my cows pets, and I was singing two songs. So I was actress and musician both. And also, you did one at the at the Ari Studio. Ari. Yeah. I also went to this one. What? Ah, this what it was the first piece. This was my first piece I ever played in. You got a really great job. You really did a great job. I was really Thank surprised. You. I was really surprised. It's good to see your humble beginnings and then see you come mm -hmm. to these different things. And uh, I really, I, I can really appreciate that. You uh, also are doing uh, workshops for youth culture projects. Yes. Tell me something about this. Yeah, for example, for uh, the Montessori Oberschule. This is um, like gymnasium uh, for. How old are the How, how old are the, the students? Are the kids? Yeah, they're, they're between uh, 18 and 21. Okay, super. Like this, and um, they make every year a theater week, and then we uh, the, the the kids choose um, which um, docent. Uh, which so you can <laughs> oh thank you oh I just do it like this okay, <laughs> okay. you can stop yeah it. yes okay three two answer to her favorite um, performance Ex yeah yeah so my favorite performances are the most impressive experiences Are many, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe it starts, of course, with the first production I At I Ari. went on stage with. It was um, Escape Net Opera, was the title, and it was with International Munich Art Lab, and we played it in the Ari Studios and in the back, backstage. And yeah, this was great. After two years' work, we wrote all the songs by our own, and I produced some music for for the piece. And yeah, then you're standing there playing this piece one and a half hours, and you you just you just do it. You make this imagina imagination, and the people are getting into it. And um, this was great to playing in front of so much people. <laughs> you're so scared, and you're so over full, over with adrenaline, and you know you afterwards i i always 
also today often I have to cry <laughs> after a premiere because all this you know, to make in theater it's like you you go through a needle uh, the, the hole of a needle you know you're like working weeks and weeks it's very big work like with a lot of people and you're working very hard and then it's getting thinner and thinner and then there's one point one and a half hours and there it has to be it has to be and then it's over You did it, and all the weeks it's over, and you and, and there's this much people and saying it's, it was so good, and you can't even uh, you, you can't even imagine imagine you, you're not there at this moment, you know, because you're so overwhelmed, yeah. And this is one of the the yeah, it's one big big um, influence on in your and your steps going forward and getting better. And another one? Yeah, another one. Um, the first I did, I. I very cool was after email I started to do performances by my own with a, a very old friend of mine uh, Laurent Laios and another friend Aziza Hafez Laurent. and we, we did as a performance group we did a lot of performances in all the Munich nightclubs like in Harry Klein in Rote Sonne Hanoi Club it was a time in Munich uh, that, that there was like kind of hype to have performers at midnight doing a five to ten minute show <laughs> and so we started uh, Laurent was very into the gay scene and he's a great um, a designer Whoa, and stylist oh, yeah. great yeah. wild wild and with glitter and darkness very and sexiness flamboyant and everything and, and he did it for Harry Klein regularly every Wednesday and then we started to do as a fixed group and we did like I don't know 25 shows or 30 shows awesome. in different clubs um, and we yeah we made cra with crazy costumes and what I liked as a first I liked that I, I um, like kind of developed from this institution Okay. I, I found uh, an own way to do way. Uh, performing arts right. in, in, a, in a very different context, not in the theater context. You have to work very different when you go into a club because the people are celebrating and they don't yeah, want uh, dark, deep theater stories or stuff. They want like kind of animating okay. stuff. But also we had we, we also want to do always a little bit politic or thinking stuff and so we did it very crazy with a little finger but so that the people could take it with fun you know and another character right with characters yeah with very crazy characters yeah and we did choreography and <laughs> um, yeah this was this was a great time and what a, the nice thing about this was uh, we did a lot of stuff under the people Okay. Like not with uh, you're on stage, the people are watching, people are consuming, you're you're performing. Um, the people had to be involved. Yeah. You know, I, we were crossing the people in characters, talking to them, and so I recognized um, that's one thing I I'm very good at. A lot of actors are scared. Okay. You know, they're very, you, 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 they are very close. Maybe to for you. some people yeah. it's difficult to stay in role. If you don't have the distance, right? They need no? the distance. The people yeah. can provocate you very can, personally. Yeah, right. They're drunken, exactly. uh, whatever. But I can handle this very well, and I like it a lot because so you can isolate yourself from the person because you're in character. Yeah. Right. Once you're in character, this eliminates all of that. Right. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Right. And I like to play with people, like to, 
you know, to if you do it first, the people are scared too, and maybe some try to provocate you, some don't react. But if you find the right sentence, the right joke, the right whatever, then they they getting open and they start to play like kids, mm -hmm. and I and then they starting to get. Um, Okay. They're just starting so to get real really. and starting to have real fun, not just the consuming fun, mm -hmm. the, oh, I'm involved mm -hmm. fun. You know, I'm really mm -hmm. here. And uh, yeah, this is, was for my later work very important. I'm happy to see that you've achieved a lot since we've met. Um, I know you and I, we've talked about family and talked about, you know, everything. So it's good to see that you're You're developing, and you, you, you can really express yourself in uh, in a very creative way. I'm happy for you. Um, tell us more about the uh, stage musician work that you do. Yeah, uh, depending on that, the education I got includes acting and dancing, but also a big part was the music because it was music theater. And uh, I was very interested, first I was more interested in music than of in course, acting. Of course, of course, of um, course. And so uh, I always on those projects, I, I was in the studios, I produced the music and I learned a lot, of course, in this context to making music for a piece, you know, making music for a choreography. What does it need? Beginning and middle parts of... of uh, Strophe, verse, how do you um, make the vocals on it so that the people in the, the watching the piece can follow? Exactly. Because when you put too much text into they, it, yeah. they... <laughs> you have to have a pace, you have to pace yourself. Yeah, yeah, you have to... Um, Yeah, you have to, to give them space to right. to, to understand Just, what what, exactly. what the story is about. And so I learned a lot about music structure in this. Okay. Yeah, that's very good. Uh -huh. Now for my musical work also. Okay, from um, you to have no music, professional music experience, who's your teacher? Who taught you to use the tools that you needed for these different performances? Were you using Reason, Ableton, uh, Machines or what? Uh, I started with Reason. Okay, good. Yeah. I had a lot of, of, of teachers. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I had uh, at first, mm, if you can say teacher, maybe yeah, this DJ guy I met uh, who gave, gave me an impression how you can compose also DJ sets, you know, how you can uh, okay. uh, tell stories okay. about the composition of, of okay. different tracks. And then this was very big inspiration for me and uh, the level I wanted to, to get yeah, someday. But, but on, on stage, composition is different than very DJing. Different, yeah, yeah, it's very different. So yeah, that's why... That's why I was really curious about how... Yeah, yeah. the first uh, things I learned about that, I learned from Fridolin Engsing. Yeah, he's the director, uh, the creative director of International Munich Art Lab. And um, he's really into music and music theater and music theater, like he always said, the main thing is the music. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and he is in the studios and um, mastering all the songs the uh, the kids are composing and um, yeah there uh, I learned a lot from him okay about so the stuff about structure about you know he's an old kind of old-fashioned guy making music with his bandmaschinen and 
you know, with hardware, not with the computer. Like you had to oh, cut yeah. every piece out of. And he was washing the heads of all these kids and saying, you, <laughs> you need to listen better. You need to compose. You, Yeah, of course, you have a lot of digital instruments and right. you can play with every sound and stuff, but it needs this and this and this sound to be good, this and this structure to be mm -hmm. a good song for a theater mm -hmm. piece. He really brought everything of composing back to working it for the music mm -hmm. theater okay. piece. Yeah. Okay. So now going getting back into the DJ realm, um, you're doing productions. Do you have any releases? Till this till uh, yet? Not not yet. With a label. Okay. Okay. No okay. official. Okay. Uh, not yet. Yeah, mostly stage performance, uh, the composition. Are you still bartending as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quit bartending uh, like every three years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For one to three years, and then I'm standing at any bar again. Um, you know, at the moment I'm at the Miller Club. A few days, a month from one to four days a month and I'm like I did 20 years bartending I can't do more days I'm so through with it and when I'm playing in the nights when I'm DJing and I'm doing the bar it's too many nights work yeah because I, I have a lot I, of stuff to do at days I, and yeah I so I prefer DJing than bartending now <laughs> after this whole list of works <laughs> I gotta ask you What do you do, or what do you enjoy most on your free time? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> If you have any free time at all. Um, yeah, the last two years I tried to um, find out what I like to do in my free time. And to get my focus more in the relaxing uh, parts of life again, because I kind of lost it. It was a lot, a lot of work all the years, and I was on fire. And um, I recognized now it's you're getting so fast, faster, faster. You're faster than yourself. <laughs> you can't. Uh, but I, I, I want more. So I want time with with family and friends. I got more now the last one and two years, and try to take care for this. Uh, moments so yeah i like to listen to music i like to watch movies also and i like to hang around with friends and talking just listening to them um, sometimes going dancing all right miss twiddle what are you what are you currently working on what can we expect from you in the near future first theater with blue spots productions there will be i think This will be the next theater production I do in autumn. Um, it's Kabale and Liebe. It's also a German classic, classical theater piece. Uh, Blue Spots Productions always does very um, special productions in special places. So in this case, it will be like a TV, TV show, like a soap opera kind of style and it will also it also will give videos on YouTube from like TV show videos from this series. wow yeah so this will be in in autumn 
September, October, November, this, this times. And musically? Um, musically, there's going on a lot at the moment. Um, I'm What's your next gig, actually? With a band I'm new in. It's Tiger Tiger. And it's... Um, <laughs> yeah. It's for, for women and electronic music, experimental electronic music uh, with vocals, um, I would say a little bit transcendent and um, yeah, I'm playing bass and uh, I'm singing and I'm um, doing lessons on the computer and playing the playbacks and it's also a very perf performing band. So okay. we, will, we will have performances during the songs also. And what kind of style of music? Yeah, ele electronic. Electro you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, I you would, did. Yeah, it's not really trip hop. You can't. See. It's not one classical genre, but okay. it's uh, dreamy, also dancey, um, a little bit. Performances. How often are you DJing? Actually, at the moment, I don't have the next DJ gig, but I'm DJing regularly at the moment. So I would say two or three gigs a month, at minimum one. Uh, sometimes maybe one month, nothing. But um, I'm working on the recordings of my live act I played at the Miller. Because I have a live act I want to go on tour with. But um, yeah, that's, that's a little bit this. Sometimes I need the time to, to produce the stuff ready people want to have from me, you know, to go out with it to, yeah, and th th this is for me the focus at the moment also. There's another one, it's um, Berliner Schnauze versus Münchner Xindel. <laughs> it's B-S-V-M-G, yeah. Really nice podcasts, also from people from all everywhere, very mixed styles, and uh, where my style fits in very well. And yeah, I'm working on my homepage at the moment. I played at the Unterdeck this year I, uh, with Shamoni music. Yeah, it was good. Was it good? Yeah. Unterdeck? I like the location. It's really nice. Also, um, I played at the 404 page not found two times with motto always one time with 8 bit versus right, page not uh, found TB303 yeah. uh, one time page I did the Zeitwärts remix also. then uh, where did I play uh, I did play at the Kulturprojekt in Allach I played in the Wagon from Bahnwetter Thiel I played in the, Gr the Grum okay my intention was to uh, for the audience to understand you as a actress, a performer, a musician, DJ, um, and a real life person mixing all these things together. Um, this question is what I've been building up to. Um, playing so many different characters as an actress, does this influence your music or vice versa? Yes, of course. I would say everything, every creative work I do influences the other creative work. Okay. So also my DJing could influence my theater work. Um, I, I wouldn't exactly say the roles influence my music. It's more 
the you know in in this theater pieces or in these performances you always have like questions or themes or so thoughts you're you're dis discussing first with yourself and with your ensemble or the people you're working with and then you're giving it an um, artistic form and you're getting into the communication with the with the visitors um, and so you go into a lot of deep themes psychological political and you 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 bring it into a composition or into a dramaturgy you know you and maybe this 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 way of working i have with my music also like this um, when you're selecting records when you're selecting artists you know you have a five hour set you know you can take these people on the journey mm -hmm. and with this creative experience you have from all these different angles i kind of assume that you would be able to also incorporate this into your set into yes. your, from your set, record selection you know. i would say i'm maybe i'm um, theatrical dj when i i I can play very different stuff, but always it's with a with a plan. You know, I, I have the feeling of what is the location about, what is the people about, what is my feeling of the day, and then I I bring I try to bring all this um, on the point at this place and the other place. It could be completely different. You know, it's not that, that I play techno and then play there and there and there. It's, so it changes like the the needs. Changes and that this this maybe may 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 come from theater work too yeah to to work more conceptual 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 yeah mm -hmm. and I also have I have events you know I have an event row which is very theatrical that all makes sense since I know you personally as a rounded a rounded entity I think that's it's a very good tool for you as a DJ what sound fits you best overall mm, sometimes. I don't know if I'm the best person to tell. I think maybe other persons could tell better what fits me the best. I don't know. Because okay. for me, everything, what I do fits. Because what doesn't fit, I don't do. So, and I do really very different kinds of music styles. Um, yeah, okay, maybe you could say, I'm a kid of the 90s. <laughs> so, and I love this old techno, Stuff. A few years I didn't like, now it's coming back again. I, I, I'm getting really into it, maybe more than in the early 90s. <laughs> um, and I like a little bit this, this pop, all this pop stuff. I'm very pop of theme. Okay. Yeah, a little bit trash, you know, I was a punk, punk rock girl when I was 16. And I think maybe you you can feel it when I play also that I, I like sometimes not to provocate but I like to 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 break sometimes with something the people are like what's this now and and they are awake again um, but to take them with me yeah not to just provocate and this is maybe a little bit the punk attitude I got and I like to mix electronic with with pop and yeah with that said. Um What can everyone expect to hear uh, in the decisive podcast Munich exclusive mix of mm -hmm. Kim Twiddle? Yeah. <laughs> This is, um, um, you could say, an old, old school mix. So it is, I, I got a few years ago, I got a present 
um, I got records, like 500 pieces wow. from a DJ who stopped and who played in the 90s in the Nachtwerk Club 10 years as a resident and he played techno, progressive techno, side trance and um, th th these are the records they are left after he took his favorite, he sold all the other ones and this is the rest nobody wants to have, even not him. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I had it uh, standing around a few years because a few years ago I started listening to it and was like, oh no, after the five, fifth record I was like, oh, this is so hard yeah. stuff, I can't listen to it. <laughs> but now I'm in a different uh, fa place. Uh, place and I started to listen. The last summer I started to play with a few girls and we started to listen to these records and um, yeah, these this women inspired me because they always played this psychedelic stuff very, um, but they play it very uh, slow. slow and so I, I listened in a different way to this kind of music and now I started to edit all these records I got here and to research and to, to look what, what I got there mm -hmm. and it's great and I thought yeah I did um, I, I made a choice okay out of this record right. and, um, okay let's pick him twiddle away all right cool um with that said um you're a very interesting young lady and uh, i want to thank you for uh the interview today and being here with me um on the decisive podcast munich exclusive it's been a long time coming <laughs> um yes so let's uh listen in to uh kim ramona rinalta uh kim twiddle aka shall i say kim twiddle's mix for the Decisive Podcast, Munich Exclusive. Thank you again, Kim, for being here. Now that you have had a chance to understand who we're dealing with, Miss Kim Twiddle, thank you again for being a part of the Decisive Podcast series, Munich Exclusive. And those of you that continue to listen, thank you so much for your support and look forward to hearing the podcast in its entirety without any interview at all uh, next week. And it will also be posted on SoundCloud so that you can enjoy uh, Kim in the mix. Don't forget coming up on June 14th, Mr. Drive Train from Detroit, bringing us some Detroit sound. And then also coming up on June 21st is DJ Explicit on another Munich exclusive, bringing us some hip hop and you don't stop. This gentleman is from Ego FM. I'm looking forward to changing up the music a little bit. With that said, continue on listening. Thank you for joining us. Peace out. Roberto Ingram here, your host.